0: Hello and welcome. This is the Platinum Business Break Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're watching, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on one of the many podcast channels that we're on. For example, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And this episode is The Way Business Should Be Part 12 customers should be value partners again this is season four episode four and it is sponsored by platinum business consulting again platinum business consulting we are here to help turn your small to medium-sized business into a world-class organization it's easy and we can show you how so we're going to jump in on this so this is a series that i've been doing for a while and it's called the way business should be and again just to recap last year i was kind of Wrote down my manifesto, kind of you know, what how, sh- sh- how should business operate? How, how should we do business? Because business shouldn't be hard, it shouldn't be a beat down, it should be uplifting, gratifying, it should be fun. Now, I'm not saying it shouldn't be challenging, but business right now, I think it's tough for a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people every day, and they're so tired, they're so worn out, and they don't know why. So, with Platinum Business Consulting, we could help, and also on this topic because uh, this is going to get a little, little spicy as we get through it. And I think you'll see that if you just keep listening. Anyway, we're going to jump in. Customers should be valued partners. Recognizing when your customers are truly valued partners involves more than just providing excellent products and services. It requires building strong relationships, understanding their needs, and fostering mutual trust. Okay, look, this is basic. We've all heard this stuff, right? Um, I think most of us we, we say that in business, but do we really believe that our customers are value partners? And if they are, I contend that your leadership, your upper management are involved with your biggest customers all the time because they're the ones who are driving the business, they're driving the revenue. So your upper management, your leadership, and if you are leadership or upper management, you should know your customers. I have worked with and for many organizations where upper management, they were allergic to customers that is bad and it always ends up bad and a lot of the stuff we're going to go through today is it's 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 going to be obvious okay all right so with that here are 12 signs not one not two but 12 that indicate your customers are valued partners we'll see how you stack up all right number one open communication regular and transparent communication is essential if your customers feel comfortable expressing their concerns giving feedback and discussing their needs openly it suggests a strong partnership. Again, real basics here, folks. It's not not rocket science. It's very easy. Got to communicate with your customers. Number two, a feedback loop. Actively seek and encourage feedback from your customers. If they feel their opinions are valued and incorporated into your business decisions, it indicates a partnership rather than a one-sided relationship. And again, part of this, between the communication and the feedback, your customers, they're they're in the same industry or they're part of an industry that you're in, And talking with them and communicating with them and getting feedback, that's going to lead you to the future, all right? That's going to keep you ahead of your competition because a lot of times the customer, he's out there on the leading edge or sometimes I like to say the bleeding edge, and they're going to keep you apprised of the stuff you need to be looking for or additional products or services that you can provide them to keep them in your corner, to keep them as a customer, all right? Number three, shared success. Celebrate successes together. If your customers are achieving their goals with your products or services, and you can celebrate those milestones with them. It shows a shared commitment to success. Again, a long time ago, worked for a company, and uh, several of the uh, regional salespeople, when they hit certain milestones, they would come in and do a barbecue. Sometimes they'd have it catered, or sometimes the sales guy, he would just you know, have a grill, and he would cook out. Small stuff like that really, really makes a difference with your customers. All right. Number four, collaboration. Engage in collaborative efforts. If you involve your customers in discussions about product development, improvements, or new features, it signifies that you see them as partners in the growth of your business. Now, a couple of things with this one, I'm going to be a little bit careful because you don't want to get too much uh, proprietary information, or maybe if they share something that they think they invented or an idea they came up with. And again, that goes back to the relationship and the communication. I've seen that happen where a company uh, came out with a new product, something kind of innovative, and one of their customers said, hey, that was my invention, and you know, tried to sue them. So you got to you got to be careful with collaboration, but it's got to be done in a very open uh, and healthy environment. And here's a story about collaboration. In a company that I worked for, we had a customer who was developing a new product. They needed a piece of equipment that we had at that time. So the owner of the company said, hey, why don't you take it and play with it for a little bit, keep it until, you know, just let us know how it goes. So, I mean, that's ultimate collaboration. You're giving a customer a piece of equipment, or maybe it's software. Maybe it's uh, loaning them some personnel. That's collaboration. All right. Number five, understanding their business. Make an effort to understand your customer's business challenges and industry trends. This understanding allows you to provide more tailored solutions and demonstrate your commitment to their success. And this is kind of like the, the the collaboration. If you understand their business, then you understand your business. And then you understand where the business is going. All right. So listen to what they're saying. Number six, customization and personalization. If you're willing to customize your products or services to better fit the specific needs of your customers, it indicates a commitment to their individual success. Now, part of that could be as simple as, for example, they have special packaging needs. Maybe they have a private label requirement where they don't want their name on it or your name on it. Maybe they need to meet at off times. I've had clients that, you know, I can't meet during the week. I can only meet on the weekend. Awesome. You know, if you can accommodate that, that is the kind of thing that they need, all right? Customization and personalization. Number seven, timely support. Provide prompt and effective support. If you are responsive to their needs and resolve issues quickly, it shows that you value their time in business. And again, this is basics, folks. This is 101. It's not that you're going to have problems because every business has got problems. It's how you solve the problems. So timely support. All right, number eight, long-term relationship. A focus on building long-term relationships rather than short-term transactions suggests that you view your customers as partners in the ongoing success of both organizations. Now again, every customer you got to look at. Some customers, they are just a one-time transactional customer, and and there's probably not going to be a long-term relationship. But what you want to do with that is give them the best experience so they could talk about you. We're going to talk about that one in a minute. So you want to create raving fans, even if it's a one-time customer. All right. Number nine, strategic alignment. If your goals and values align with those of your customers, it indicates a shared vision for the future, strengthening the partnerships. Now, again, when I hear vision and you, if you know me, I perk up. Here's the thing with a vision. Your company should have a vision. And with your vision, you have core values and you have you know, mission statement, plans, and all that. Your goals and values and vision and mission and all that should line up with your customer. If it doesn't, it's not going to work. And again, we're going to talk about that in a minute. So, you know, when when is it time to fire your customer? Okay, I know you're, y'all are all waiting for that one, right? Number ten, referrals and advocacy. If your customers actively refer your products or services to others and serve as advocates or maybe ambassadors for your brand it's a strong sign they have a value in your partnership and are confident in recommending you you know there's a book you know called creating raving fans you've got to create raving fans and if your customers are valued partners they will do that for you they're going the, to be the best advertising you have all right, number 11, adaptability. Being adaptable to changes and challenges in your customer's business demonstrates a commitment to their success, even in dynamic environments. Now, I'm going to pull an old example out of the hat. So this goes back to late 80s, early 90s, when businesses were still using fax machines or facsimiles. If you don't know what that is, look that up. But if you know what that is, it's basically you're electronically, it's like a print two printers talking to each other, and it's dedicated. So it's just whatever you send over is what they're getting. It's a fax. Uh, The company I was working with at that time, we had several customers who either didn't have or needed a fax machine. We went ahead and bought them one. We said, hey, as long as you buy from us, you're feel free to use it. So, you know, we adapted. (laughs) Again, it sounds kind of dumb at that time, but the the fax machine was kind of new technology. A lot of customers didn't have it. So we were able to help them adapt and get in with technology and make it easier for us to do business with them. All right number 12 the last one investment in relationships allocate resources to nurture and maintain customer relationships whether through account management customer success teams or other means and in investing in these relationships is crucial again this all it's all organic so if you have a, a close relationship you have shared core values a shared vision uh, you have open communication all these other things that's an investment in that relationship and also that relationship sometimes have, has to be outside of business. It doesn't mean, you know, the day-to-day business. And one area that comes in mind to me is trade shows, you know, on the fence about trade shows. Sometimes I think they're worth it. Sometimes they're not. But if you're going to go to a trade show, yeah, you got to be there. Maybe if you're not there, it's, you know, makes you very conspicuous in the in the industry. like, so, oh, why aren't they there? But if you can use that trade show to reconnect with your very, very good customers, take them out to dinner, have them by the booth, introduce them to key staff, that's an that's investment in relationship. And that's 12 signs that your customers are valued partners. I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to mention a book. There's a book called Customers for Life by Carl Sewell and uh, Paul Brown. It's uh, how to turn that one-time buyer into a lifetime customer. And if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you, you know who the Sewell dealerships are. They're an auto dealer family. They have several different brands. We bought, I, My wife and I bought from them. Excellent experience. Basically, Carl Sewell, he took a failing, I think it was a Cadillac dealership back in the 80s, Turned it around. I mean, it became the just the, the the epitome, the benchmark, the the standard by how car dealerships should operate, and it's still that way today. But in his book, he, and it's it a great read, so I recommend it. it's on Amazon. But one of the things in there is when should you fire a customer, and and this is one that's always been hard, you know, because a lot of times customers, oh, we can't fire a movie. There is a time when you a customer. And again, in the book, he gives an example of, of when that is okay. So we want to try to save the customer if we can, but it comes to a point where you got to say bye-bye. And I'm going to explain that. So firing customers, also known as customer termination, is a business decision that can be necessary in certain situations. While the customer is typically considered the focal point of a business, there are circumstances where it may be appropriate to sever the relationship. So here's six situations where that might be justified. And the sad part is most of you are probably paying more attention to this one than the first part of the podcast. But it's just as important because if you have, if, if you know what a good relationship Looks like you, you probably, they probably know you're a value partner, but if you have tension, if you have a lot of the problems we're about to go over, situations, it's time to get rid of them. So here we go. Number one, unreasonable demands or abusive behavior. If a customer consistently makes unreasonable demands or behaves abusively towards your staff, it may be detrimental to your team's well being and overall workplace environment. In such cases, it might be in the best interest of your business to sever ties. Uh, a lot of times we don't do it. Why? It's because it's a big customer. Uh, in fact, I worked with uh, one company. Uh, they had a very abusive customer. And it wasn't extreme, but it was enough to, to, you had to ask the question, but they were 30% of their business. So you know, you can't replace 30% of, of your business overnight. So, But I think a lot of that goes back to, you know, the, the, being a valued partner, are you sharing core values? Are you aligned? Are you, you have a common vision? Is there open communication? Do, do the executives and the upper management, are they involved with that customer on a regular basis? Because that really will nullify a lot of this. And the way I look at this too is if you have HR policies, you know, a lot of times, I've just, in fact, I just met with a client and we, we, crafted their core values. And we said you should hire and fire by those core values. Well, that's the same thing with customers. If those customers don't fit your core values, they're abusing your staff. And I mean, I got some stories on that one. I'm not even going to do that because they'll they'll curl your toes. But anyway, you can, you get what I'm saying. All right. So unreasonable demands or abusive behavior eh, time to go. Number two, chronic late payments or non-payment. If a customer consistently fails to pay on time or does not pay at all, it can negatively impact your cash flow and profitability. In such cases, terminating the relationship may be necessary protecting your financial health. Now, it depends how deep in they are with you. I mean, they owe you a ton of money. You you're you're saddled with them. Unfortunately, but you got to work out. But part of this goes back to communication. Part of this is is you know, if it's a value partnership, there's communication. If there's communication, none of this is a surprise. But if you have a customer who's not paying on a reg- regular basis, You know, or fails to pay, and and they come up with excuses. They don't value the relationship. And a long time ago, I worked for for a a business, and the owner remember this to this day. I mean, he says we're not a bank. You know, you're not a bank. So if your customer cannot pay or don't get into business with someone who cannot pay, that's why you have a credit department, or uh, maybe it's an outsourced credit department. Someone who looks at the risk and can they do this? All right. So late payment, no payment that can sink your business and that's when it's time to say goodbye. All right. Number three, incompatibility with company values. If a customer's values or business practices are in direct conflict with your own company's values or ethical standards, it might be appropriate to end the relationship to maintain your business's integrity. Yeah. If you're, if you have a customer, a group of customers who have a negative reputation, it's going to affect your company, your brand name. Again, if you have core values and a vision, In a mission, and your customers do not line up with that, it's time to say goodbye. And again, this is hard for businesses. Again, I just went through that with a company, as I mentioned before. We crafted their core values and really started to look at some of their customers. And you know what? Some of them don't fit their core values. So the plan in place is to replace those customers. So if you need help with that, if this is something that's resonating with you, hey, reach out to us. There's contact information in the description of the podcast or the vidcast on YouTube. So and reach out to us. We'd like to talk to you about that because we can help you with that. We can make this decision very, very easy. Number four, repeated violation of terms and conditions. If a customer consistently violates your terms and conditions despite warnings, it may be a sign that the relationship is not sustainable. Now, part of that could be, and again, some of this, my immediate thought is financial. You know, our terms are 30 days or 60 days. But I think also this means maybe it's proprietary information. Maybe it's, uh, you know, they're hiring your employees or something, you know, related to that. So uh, terms and conditions, that's just, hey, this is how we're going to operate. Look, you're a business. Now, the the bigger you are, the harder this is. If you're a publicly traded company or corporation, you're subject to so many federal laws and regulations. But if you're a small to medium-sized business, you can do business with whoever you want. And again, you set the terms and conditions on how you're going to do business. And if people violate or don't agree, you don't do business with them. It's that simple. All right, number five, excessive support or resource consumption. Some customers may require a disproportionate amount of support or resources, impacting your ability to serve other customers effectively. In such cases, a strategic decision to let go of a high-maintenance customer might be warranted. Yeah, we've all heard it. hey, they're high-maintenance. Why are they high-maintenance? Now it's been in my experience that most of your high maintenance customers are the lowest volume guys. You know, you got the 80, 20, 20% of your customers provide 80% of the revenue. Well, typically it's that 80%. It's these small guys that, you know, want to order one time or they're low volume. They make these crazy demands. They need all the, or they don't understand the product or the service. You know, you got two options. You could, you could try to educate them, bring them up to speed, or you got to get rid of them because if they're, wasting resources that are disproportionate to, you know, the amount of sales or volume. Now, obviously, again, you're looking at, hey, is this someone we want to grow, we want to develop because they get it, they share our core values, they're aligned with us. So right now, we're going to spend some extra time with them. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about customers who are literally eating your people alive. They're, they're sucking up time and resources with your customer service people, your order management people, and maybe even your sales people uh, or technical or support people. You've got to make a decision on these people. And again, it's better for them. Let them go somewhere else. In fact, if you want, send them to your competition. They talk about a great strategy. Send all your customers like this to your competition. They'll thank you. All right, number six, strategic shift or focus change. If your business undergoes a strategic shift, such as a change in target market or product focus, some customers may no longer align with your new direction. And again, that can happen, especially in technology. or maybe there's a, a, a particular business segment that you no longer want to be in. Hey, maybe you want to sell that segment off to some of those customers or one of those customers who, who are still in that segment. So that's one thing. As your as your business grows as it develops, if there's not a fit in in the business uh, or a change, you got to look at that. You got to run all your customers through that filter, right? So that's that's you know not too difficult. That's kind of an easy one. All right, that's it. We covered a lot today, not a lot of time, but customers should be value partners. So we gave you several, we gave you 12 examples of, of what that looks like. Then then we asked the question, when is it okay or should you fire a customer? Absolutely. When it's necessary, and I just gave you six reasons. So before deciding to terminate a customer, okay, we're going to wrap this up, before deciding to terminate a customer. It's important to care to assess the situation, communicate openly and transparently with the customer, and explore alternative solutions whenever possible. It's also crucial to have clear policies and guidelines in place to handle these situations consistently. And this is where Platinum Business Consulting can help you. If this area is an area that you are not comfortable with, or you don't understand, or you need some clarity, reach out to us, we'd love to help you. And if we don't hear from you, we can't help you, okay? We can definitely help you navigate all of this, putting things in place to say, hey, we can recognize a valued partner, or maybe it's time to let one go. Again, this is the Platinum Business Break podcast. It's season four, episode four, and the title is The Way Business Should Be Part 12, Customers Should Be Valued Partners. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again soon. Bye.